0: Okay, now boys, if you just stop carrying on like, we just might dedicate this next song to you. Welcome to the. Stay in your seats, ladies and gentlemen, and we'll blow you up as soon as possible. W radio, your information station. Hello, my friend, and welcome to the WW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World Information Station. I am your host, Lou Mangello, and this is show number 620. And together, each week, we're gonna celebrate the magic of the Disney parks movies, and more as I take you from the parks to the screens and everything in between on the podcast, my weekly live video on Facebook, community books, audio tours, blog, and so much more. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and find everything else at www.radio.com. On this installment of my Walt Disney World Resort Report, we will virtually visit Disney's Art of Animation Resort and share 10 reasons to stay, play, and dine there also look at some of the reasons why it's the most versatile value resort in walt disney world and quintessential disney i'll then share this week's trivia contest question and be sure to stay tuned to the end of the show for more information updates your voicemails and more so sit back relax and enjoy this week's episode of the ww radio show In our continuing series highlighting the resorts of Walt Disney World and soon maybe the Disney parks around the world. Spoiler alert. Actually, I just thought of that. But this week, we are going to be virtually visiting one of the newest resorts in Walt Disney World, which is now almost nine years old. Disney's Art of Animation Resort. And we're going to look at 10 reasons to stay, play and yes, dine at Disney's Art of Animation in this week's WDW Radio Resort Report. And when you're thinking of visiting and staying at a Walt Disney World Resort, if you're like me, your first thought is, where do we eat? No, I mean to turn to and call my travel agent and yours at MEI and Mouse Fan Travel to help me book it. And so whenever it comes to a resort, resort report, where else would I turn but... To the 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 Nick Fury of the Mouse Fan Travel Collective, Becky Mencken.
1: <laughs> I like that one. Okay, <laughs> I'll I'll live with with Nick Fury. That works for me. Um, it's ten ish, right? It's it's ten. It's always ish. listen. Any number that I give usually has an ish associated. See- Mm-hmm. Unlike some people that you choose to to come on, I actually follow rules. So when you tell I, me I 10. I follow the rules, too. And then as the <laughs> show goes on, I choose to break them and move
0: forward because I want to be complete. I want to – because the other alternative is you get emails and tweets, which are, you know, Twitter, which are like, how <laughs> Mangello did you possibly not mention this? Ah. So – like, I like as long every time as I've you done do, the research, or it it pops into my head, I try. Well, that's
1: why it's it, ten and thirty six honorable mentions. That, that's like your top five things that you do on Wednesdays. I am sitting over here literally yelling at the top of my lungs at you. And then I get frustrated because I realize, Dane, you can't hear me. So then I start texting you and then you're in the middle of a show and talking to people and not reading my text. So I am almost going to buy you a red flashing phone (laughs) that will just go on your desk. And when I need you to hear me now, I will like call the red phone.
0: With. Considering some of the things that you text to <laughs> me, it's probably best that I don't look at them, certainly not read them aloud. Um, but speaking uh, yeah, speaking probably. of math, right? You as as I was talking in the intro about this being one of Disney's newest resorts, you probably and it was 9 years ago, you probably are thinking as you're listening that you I've got to check loose math because there is no way that this resort won is almost a decade old, yet is one of the newest on Walt Disney World property, but it's true. Art of Animation opened on May 31st, 2012, and when I say that it's one of the newest ones, yes, there were some expansions here and there, like, you know, villas and, and bungalows and Copper Creek, but uh, you know, and we'll we'll sort of keep four season out of the equation. But other than Grand Destino in July of 2019, this is the first new, you know, like standalone
1: Walt Disney World resort. Aside of Riviera as well, yeah. Oh, sorry, and, Riviera, right? Sorry. Yeah. The um, oh, you're right. You think about 2012, and it shouldn't be almost a decade ago. It shouldn't be nine years ago, but I remember being there at art of animation for the opening and it does not seem that long ago. So I'm with you. My, it's actually just telling us we're getting old. Just just so you know, it totally means we're getting old at this point.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's true. And that's a separate conversation. Top 10 ways you know that you're getting old. Uh, when we all think, listen, I still think that the 1980s was like 15 years ago. So
1: weren't they just, I my hair, you know, misses. When I 80s. look at
0: movies and somebody goes, "Wow, that came out forty years ago
1: this week." <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, don't even. I saw a couple of those like in the last week, and don't get me started. That yeah, thirty-five years ago today, blah. It's like, wait, what?
0: Yeah, I'm awesome. I'm watching a show from. Uh, I'll, I'll admit it. I don't care. So I don't get to watch a lot of TV except when I'm falling asleep late at night. And I'm rewatching 1978's Battlestar Galactica right now because I am a nostalgic at heart, and I still feel like this had to have been much closer in time than it was but as we sort of circle back to art of animation let's talk a little bit about its history and timing of things too because this had its own very interesting history as well because art of animation really was never a resort that was not necessarily on the drawing board for Walt Disney World because it's located where the other half of Pop Century currently was supposed to sit. So right. if you remember when Pop Century was first announced, there was going to be the two sides of Pop Century. There was going to be the Legendary Years which would have been here, but after 9/11 they abandoned uh, because of the the huge downturn in um, in in tourism, they abandoned the idea for what this was what was going to be the second phase of pop century. And this legendary hall, where where the current sort of check-in area sits, was actually not only built but themed and designed towards the aughts, the the zeros, the 20s tw- the, the tens, the twenties, <laughs> the thirties, and the forties for what was going to be that that second phase, and it sat really abandoned for a number of years before they decided to completely change the theme and the concept, which I think, Becky, you know, there's always lemonade to be made out of lemons. I'm not sure that the idea for the legendary years would have been one that would have been... I can't imagine kids going, oh, mommy, can we stay in the 10s? I really want to be in the 10s this year. No, no, I don't want to stay in, in the cool 70s or 80s. I want to be back in the in the double zero building.
1: Yeah, I, that whole a- analogy that things happen for a reason, I think that art of animation happened for a reason. I Looking back at, to your point, who really wants to go back that far unless there there was some good theming opportunities or some good um entertainment opportunities that would have come along with those themes but I think where it went is so much better for families especially
0: again I don't want to sound older than I already am but there is something romantic <laughs> and attractive about the 20s and 30s and 40s in terms of that time frame but I don't necessarily know that every family would have loved. And I'm sure Disney had a plan for it to make it more attractive and whimsical. And while I dig the music and the there's a lot of things I I dig about the, the simplicity <laughs> of that time
1: frame and and it was it was more I, I have to stop you elegant. for a second and ask you what was romantic about the 20s and 30s? I think there was
0: something simple and elegant about it if you look back at pictures in terms of the way people dressed um the way people you know were towards each other it was just a simpler time and i think maybe there's a part of me that that longs for that uh, mm-hmm. even in just how and ways people found their entertainment right so much now is is you know we're looking at our phone we're looking at screens we're together <laughs> but apart but there you know, families gather around the dinner table. You gather around the radio. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think there would have been some interesting things from yep. it as well. But in in early 2010, I think it was probably April or May 2010, Disney announced that they were not going to be going forward with the legendary years. And instead, we're going to be building the Art of Animation Resort. And why cover it this week? Why cover it on a resort report this week is because I think it is – arguably one of the most versatile of resorts meaning that and i'm probably going to use this term more than once it's it's value plus because i think there are both value and and moderate level resort options here i think there's a lot of options for a couple an individual a family that wants to come and i think it, it very much is quintessential disney which i don't know that the the tens building in in legendary years (laughs) might've been. So I thought one way to attack and approach it much as we did with the Riviera, which we did on show 611. That was our first resort report is we're going to talk about 10 reasons to stay, play and dine at Disney's art of animation resort. And Becky, you are, of course, my guest, and for oh, so top 10 reasons, I'm fascinated to hear what is on your list this week. Please
1: favor us with your first. You know, I have like five that are big priorities and reasons why I tell clients that the art of animation is a great option for them. So it's hard to pick one, especially out of my top two, but I'm going to go with like the number one that I think is let's just get the elephant out of the room and talk about the thing that makes it the uh, so appealing to stay there. And that is the family suites themselves, the room options that are available at art animation. Cause you have uh, uh, the standard little mermaid rooms, which are standard rooms, but you have these family suites, w- which makes up the majority of the rooms at the resort. They are, like two standard rooms in in size so about 565 square feet and they are beautifully themed so you have the the cars theme lion king theme or finding nemo theme they have a master bedroom set apart uh, with a door that closes a living room, uh, a kitchenette, which has a mini fridge and a microwave and a coffee maker, uh, two full bathrooms. So if you do have up to six, which it does sleep up to six, two bathrooms for a family is amazing in a hotel room. Um, but it also has some really cool design characteristics that we hadn't seen before when those first came out, like the uh, the dining room that converts to a Murphy bed, which is a wonderful use of space. So the... Um, the main bedroom has a queen bed, the Murphy bed's a double, and then there's also a pull-out sofa, which is um, a, a double as well. So it's a great use of space. You have those benefits of having the the two full bathrooms and the little kitchenette there as well. So you have space and you have amenities. It's easy to move around if you have five or six people in your family. And quite possibly this is a better choice to uh to go with one of these family su- suites as as opposed to five people in a moderate resort room because it's smaller and more compact. So, if you do the comparisons, actually the value resort and family suite might be your better option for those families of of five, especially and possibly even four, because you do have the the separation of space as well. So, I think that number one, the family suites are one of the biggest reasons to stay at Art of Animation.
0: Yeah, it was very high on my list as well. I've had a chance to stay there a couple of times. I'm I'm a family of four. And the suites are huge, right? Mm -hmm. Forget trying to sort of figure out what 565 square feet looks like in your mind's eye. But we'll talk about theming separately. But in terms of having that space to spread out, because I do think that Art of Animation is one of the resorts that you that I feel you are meant to stay and enjoy at. What I mean is you stay there not just because it is a value resort, but you stay there because you want to spend time at and enjoying the resort. And we'll talk about some of the amenities and activities that, that, that I think rises to that level, but having, all of the different sleeping options with, you know, the pull down bed and the sleeper sofa, that Innova bed, that table that converts to a bed so very easily, it's sort of that one-handed pull down. Mm -hmm. There's also something fun and novel about it too. Like when you do that in front of your kids and their eyes (laughs) like it all wind up, then all of a sudden they're fighting to sleep there as opposed to sleeping in the bedroom because they just think the bed is so cool. But you're right, you've got the kitchenette, the sink, especially if you go with young kids, maybe you want to have breakfast in your room or do you want or if you're Lou Mangiello and want to have a few rounds of late night snacks. Like having that space, having those and again, as a parent, having the the two bathrooms with with bathtubs, too, is mm-hmm. also very helpful as well. I don't. When I say bathtubs, I mean for your kids, not for me. Get that weird vision (laughs)
1: out of your head. Ew. Right. Exactly. Thanks. I appreciate that. Not. (laughs) <laughs> but I, I also love the design touches that go so well in the theming. So like uh, one of the the tables has lyrics from some of the um, from the songs from the movie that it's themed after. And it's very playful. It's very colorful. It is um, so well designed from, like you said, a, a space uh, perspective, but also just from a aesthetic, a, the Again, the coloring, the characters, the the taking back to um pieces and elements from the movies, it's a really fun family place to hang out in.
0: Which will will directly lead me into one that was very, very high on my list is the theming. And I think one of the things that makes this resort so attractive and an and an attractor is the theming and It's theming that is found literally from the second you go through the gates and are on Art of Animation property through the check-in area to the rooms, the pools, everywhere that you walk, the theming is so incredibly prevalent. And there are wonderful stories to be told here as well. So even as you go into the animation hall lobby and you see those pencil sketches of characters from... Cars and Finding Nemo and Lion King and Ariel and some of those early renditions of what Lightning McQueen was going to look at that beautiful chandelier that's comprised comprised of about seven I think it's 77 um, individual storyboards like animation storyboards. Really helps to set the stage and get excited. And if you look very carefully, you'll find that a number of the sketches are signed by people like John Lasseter, Andrew Mm -hmm. Stanton, um, Musker and Clements. Jody Benson has one in there as well. But I love in that check in area, much like you have at pop century, being able to follow along and sort of watch the story unfold over time about how those pencil sketches become color sketches and then those stories are brought to life i mean even in that building there is so very much that goes on and look as you walk out onto the property and and it's a very wonderfully walkable resort no matter where your building is the sidewalks for example in the car section look like roads in little mermaid there's You know, the the lighting fixtures are made to look like underwater plants. Like it feels so very Disney, not just for the larger than life statues, much like you'll find over at Pop Century, but the little details like the, you know, the Eisnerism that everything speaks is very much true there here. And I think there are things on a macro and micro level to find in terms of little details and stories to be told and no matter where what section that you're in i think that's part of the fun even as you make your way to your room you and your family are sort of trying to sort of pick up and find some of those little stylized details and what they mean and even as an extension of that uh, and we haven't even you know taking the rooms out of the equation when you're in the lobby If you download the Play Disney Parks app, they actually have a Stories of the Enchanted Gallery. So you can actually sort of watch, you can create little animations and watch them come to life. And there's actually uh, a playlist that's on there for music that you can find at the resort. So they really are doing things on a very simple as well as deeper level in terms of the theming throughout the entire resort.
1: Yeah, they really do. And as you've gone through that, you almost touched on about three things of my top 10. I saw <laughs> you get the, the lobbies. Right. Going, what the heck? <laughs> uh, well, I'm gonna talk about the lobby then for a second and and tie into that because like you said, that beautiful light fixture. I've seen people stand underneath it with phones, trying to to um, zoom in to see who had had autographed some of those panels, um, or, or just to get the little bit of detail that is on each one of those. But I love the way that it was designed from beginning to end, where you first walk in, even on the outside, where that that big strip of um, of red orange. Uh, that's on the outside is supposed to be a paint stroke to kind of open up that uh, that thing in your mind where you're walking into a storyboard and you're walking into an animation. So when you walk into the doors, on your left are all the colors, on the right are all of the um, the storyboards and the kind of like a view from an animator's perspective. So it kind of sets the stage for you right away for that theming that we love so much. Um, the other thing that's kind of cool too, and that we obviously we haven't seen this recently due to the the situation, but it's one of the only resorts that I have personally seen characters actually show up in the lobby on the East Coast. I see them a lot on the West Coast over at Disneyland, but um, it, it's really special to. Uh, to kind of tie all that together from what is animation on the walls to all of a sudden Tigger's walking through the the lobby. So I think it's a really special place. So if you could only
0: stay in one section Mm. of Disney's art of animation, which one would you stay in? Right. Again, we're talking about theming. Like I think here of all the resorts possibly you could stay at, I have to imagine both from a, a fan perspective and a traveling perspective, this is probably the one that people, when they're booking say, I really want to stay here. I want to stay in this section of the resort. Mm-hmm. One, is that true? And two, if, Be- if they actually had a concierge level there, Becky, and you found <laughs> yourself staying at Disney's art of animation resort, what section would you choose and why? It's
1: an actually an easy one for me. Um, the Carsland area. I love the theming from start to finish on the inside of the rooms. I love that the, th- in the colors and that story I'm drawn to, but one of the other things it's, you're just going to take me to one of the other things on my list is all of the characters that are available in those areas. So there's photo ops with Tomater is standing right there and you can just run over and get your picture taken with Tomater. Um, Fillmore is there. Lightning Queen is there. Sally's there. Luigi and Guido are there. Um, and like you were, you were talking about the the, the sidewalks feel like roads over there, and the um, the whole immersiveness. If you can, if you can be immersed, that's one of the places that I really feel like they've done a really good job of of making you feel like you're walking into Radiator Springs, as opposed to you know over in Disneyland, which is a little bit different. But on at a hotel. That's what I'm drawn to.
0: Random pop quiz just for fun. No oh boy. Of the four different movie sections that are represented in mm-hmm. here to get your hands off the keyboard, put your hands up in the air, wave you Just <laughs> like, you just don't care. Tell me the order in which the four movies came out.
1: Oh my gosh. <laughs> I can barely keep together. The 2012 <laughs> was nine years ago are you kidding me stop googling um, you're, you're, i am not googling i have my hands uh i would wow hold on all right, what came out first <laughs> just look look me in the mermaid eyes.
0: my eyes are up here all right mermaid? what came out first M- mermaid correct 1989 um, what came out next lion king correct 1994 what came out next finding
1: nemo correct Oh, woohoo! And cars is last. Yay!
0: <laughs> I'm so happy I did not offer a prize Woo! in
1: this. Oh man. No, there's a prize.
0: The <laughs> I prize think is my, my you He's have my fine. love, affection, and 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 I'm impressed. I'm very impressed. Yay. All right, I'm going Yay. to go. I need to get this out of the way because okay. it's been too long since I've talked about it. I said that there are 10 reasons to stay to play and to dine here and i think that landscape of flavors is and again i I want when, when we talk about things like dining um we are recording in a in a pandemic world but i i want to talk about things as if We are not because obviously the way things happen and and right now it's it's you need to mobile order, you know, in terms of not being able to stand online. Uh, I actually did a review, a live dining review, excuse me, of Landscape of Flavors back on show three ninety nine, which now also sounds like it was a million years ago. But I think Landscape (laughs) of Flavors is a destination quick service location because I think and again, speaking about the menu at the time, I don't know what it is today. There are Not one, not two, not three, but five different walk-up counters with so many different types of food options that not only is there something available for anyone and everyone in your family, and that includes special dietary requirements, vegan, vegetarian, plant-based, whatever you like. But in terms of flavors as well, because in each of the five different, almost, they are almost sort of five different little um, you know, quick service locations on their own. There's a soup and salad and sandwich shop. There's a world flavor shop which has um, literally like in the morning you'll get this like challah French toast, and then in the afternoon they've got like non bread and veggie flatbreads, and they at night they have they'd had have I don't know if they still have it an amazing like tandoori chicken with basmati rice, which is so good. You can create your own. Uh, pasta dish and uh, a number of different types of pizzas. There are burger shops where you can customize your own burger, including uh, vegan. There's also like a seafood burger, and there was like a chicken burger. They have a pastrami cheeseburger, which was what? so right. If the what? if the hamburger wasn't enough meat, you put some pastrami on it. I so good. <laughs> and then at the market, they've got uh, you. You can make your own. Custom smoothies and coffees. They have a wide variety of desserts and gelato. So there's something for everybody. Not only that, there are other in addition to the quote unquote normal, you know, go up, fill your refillable cup with sodas and or get things out of the cooler they have a lot of different beverage options as well. So you can get made-to-order smoothies, different types of lemonades and limeades. There's um, a huge coffee and tea selection as well. Uh, There's beers and and juices. So there's the five different seating areas, uh, sorry, the five different (laughs) dining types, the, the huge customizability of your... Uh, your, your food choices and then there's even four different themed seating areas each one like uh, the four different films that are represented throughout the walls so it's um it's a huge huge location which means there's always a lot of areas to spread out there's indoor and outdoor seating if you get some of those beautiful florida days you know the four or five days we have when you can actually sit outside and not swelter but you overlook <laughs> yeah. the uh the big blue pool uh, between variety of food, the the how flavorful the food is. Again, I love that world market idea. Like I literally have gone with my family or with my friends to landscape of flavors as a a choice to go and
1: eat, not just because I was staying there. And they have one of the best selections of desserts there. Not that I need any more desserts, but <laughs> they really do between the gelato and all the cupcakes and all the baked goods. They have a ton of choices of baked goods that you, you don't get at many of the quick service, so in, in, at least this many options. One of my favorite things there that I remember when I uh, that really impressed me, believe it or not, was the mermaid tail cupcake. I l- loved that it was drawn to it from the visual but it was a really really good cupcake and I've actually gone I've stopped there and got a cupcake on the way to the airport once or twice just FYI <laughs>
0: <And> <laughs> because, they change they're, they're always yeah. changing the not just the flavors but the theming and, and the type so you can go and not necessarily know what you're going to get because they might have something new being introduced all the time
1: that's true but I still am drawn to the mermaid tail cupcake it's just a thing <laughs> And it's kind of fun to listen to you talk about food uh, this early in the show because you literally just got more excited and you looked like a nine-year-old that got his first pop. Because I was thinking back to when we ate there and how much fun I was like, because it's like this huge culinary buffet. There's, There's a, a lot of ton choices. of choices, which is is perfect, especially, you know, that's one thing about the value resorts. They do get a, a little bit of ding from people because they don't have usually a ton of options or choices, but that's not the case at Art of Animation because there are so many choices in that food court and they it's huge um, with the, the different varieties of, of flavors that are there. You can eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner and not eat the same thing over and over again again so i really do think that that is one of the reasons to stay there
0: i think customize. i mean customizability of your meal is huge especially if you travel and you're with your family and you know one kid is just a, a chicken nugget and french fry person but maybe mom or dad want something that's a little bit more flavorful and exotic and something a little bit different it really does run a very wide spectrum so between choices and customizability i think landscape of flavors is if i had to do and maybe at some point i will not that tim has ever eaten at any place other than like golden corral but if i ever do a top 10 you know resort dining locations i will tell you that landscape of flavors is going to be on that list it would definitely be up there for me too so what is next on your reason to stay play i'll take dine out since we just did all the dining
1: yeah, I was gonna say. So far, you've killed off two or three of my my major ones um, awesome. of the. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I think uh, another of the big elephants in the room. Let's talk about the value, as well as what makes it valuable. Right. So it's not just value in terms of the price, but it used to be you could. Figure out what the price of a resort was going to be based on its location and how far away from a theme park it was, and the transportation options that made it um, either more difficult to get there or you were sacrificing ease of getting to a park for a, a lower rate. And with Art of Animation, thankfully to the Skyliner edition, it kind of removed that concern. So You do get a value resort uh, with, like you said, is actually in a lot of ways a a value plus or closer to a moderate in many ways. But because you've got the Skyliner there, that's an easy walk from almost any of the buildings to get to the Skyliner that can whisk you off to, uh, to Hollywood Studios in 12 minutes and to Epcot in 20 plus transfer time. That is a wonderful, huge addition to the value of that resort. Being able to uh, to have a, a family suite that's huge for your family of five, being able to go grab breakfast really fast in the, um, in the landscape of flavors and then hop on the, mon- or the monorail, hop onto the Skyliner to get to one of the parks pretty easily makes it another reason to stay. So you
0: are very much in alignment with my thinking because I have as one on my list that art of animation is the best value of the values, mm-hmm. meaning not just for dollars that you spend and and I don't want to I don't want to give too much in terms of numbers because they do change and you may be listening to this you know long after we record it, but in terms of the range of prices, I mean, you can get a room in. Little Mermaid for under $200 a night where you can also go up to one of the larger family suites for, you know, $700 plus. So there's a a huge range depending on what your needs and budget are. But like you said, you can fit up to six people in some of those rooms. And more importantly, in terms of of value and, and piggybacking on what you said, I think there's also a few things that you might not think that you might not necessarily think of that add value to this value resort one things like the hallways like the hallways are actually purpose-built much wider than some of the ones that you'll find even at the other value resorts especially places so i want to sort of make you think about art of animation versus an all-star resort so the hallways are wider the hallways are carpeted which is huge because that reduces a lot of that echoey outside noise also art of animation has its own bus line so when you take a bus from art of animation to one of the parks you are not going to be stopping at as if you would at all star you're not going to go from you know movies to music to sports then your park you're going to go right from art of animation right to your resort and also, if, and, and you know, you're on vacation, but I understand, especially as somebody who owns a business, sometimes business has to be done. There's actually, and this is the only value resort, I believe, that has it. They have their own self-service business center there. So if you need a computer, you need printers, for example, you need to get some work done. They do have one in the lobby building. So it's, it's value with, a, you know, it's value plus,
1: yeah, and just to go back on the, the numbers that you were talking about there as well, um, you were kind of throwing out what we're seeing as terms of their rack rates, but it fluctuates greatly. And I, I think a lot of times we forget to point out to people who may not realize it, that the rates fluctuate based on um, availability and season, time of year, if it's a holiday, if schools are are out of um, session, the rates will go way up or way down, depending on uh, on those times of years or the availability or the demand that they um, foresee for those specific dates. So if you go in a low season, you can sometimes, and I'm going to stress that sometimes, get it for just over $100 a night. Um, sometimes you can get those sweets for around 300 a night. That's in the very low time period, which of course, again, Consider the time that we are recording at this point. But you look for those offers that come out. It can take 30% off. Um, So when you're doing comparisons with the other resorts around, if they are uh, available and all of the benefits that you get from it and the ease of transportation and all the other things that we're talking about, it really is a great value
0: and also you another thing that was on my list is really a separate entry and that you mentioned of course was the skyliner and i think the skyliner is a huge selling point yep. for this resort not just in terms of the convenience but again and maybe there's a you know a romantic side of me that just i love the simplicity and the comfort and look again lemonade from lemons in this pandemic environment there is you also have the solitude of a skyliner because right now it is one uh skyliner car per um per family Artie, per per yeah. group so if it's just you and a friend you and your child you and your spouse or girlfriend boyfriend whatever you have that car all to yourself and keep it G rated kids but it is there's <laughs> something you know i talk about this on on the romance show there is something beautiful and serene about that and I think that the Skyliner is as much of an attraction as it is a conveyance I still feel the same way and have that romantic sentiment about the monorail but now not having to worry about getting on and waiting for a bus and just hopping on the Skyliner which is right there right behind the pool is a huge huge
1: value-added benefit It really is. And that was kind of the point that you have your own, like you said, right now you have your own private transportation from a value resort to a theme park. That's amazing. And it's like, you're not trying to get to the theme park. The theme park starts when you get on the Skyliner because it is its own, um, attraction that you can have this beautiful view as you're getting to your, your destination. So, uh, adding the Skyliner into the mix made Art of Animation uh, one of the best choices on property. Uh,
0: is it my turn or your turn?
1: It's your turn. Because oh, mine was the Skyliner slash value.
0: Good. I'm happy because I because one thing I think, and this is not necessarily applicable to everyone traveling, but it certainly is sometimes a concern or consideration for people. Art of Animation holds a distinction of being one of only Four hotels in Walt Disney World that's pet friendly.
1: You took that off of my list. I did.
0: I snuck (laughs) through. I looked over your shoulder and I stole it from your list. Well, because I think this is something, because Becca and I- It's huge. It's something, it's a question I get a lot in terms of people that want to bring, not just service animals, but sometimes, you know, you need to travel with your cat. Perfect. You can so, the four different pet-friendly hotels are Yacht Club, which has a, a, a floor and a section dedicated to pet-friendly rooms. Port Orleans Riverside, again, has an entire section do- dedicated to pet-friendly rooms. All of the loops in Fort Wilderness are pet-friendly. However, not every cabin is. Only some of the cabins are. And here, some of the buildings are pet-friendly. So... There's a building in cars, a building in Nemo, a building in mermaids. So building two, building five, and building seven. So you can specifically ask for that. Um, and if you ever need to board an animal, um, I have actually taken my cat to the best friends uh, pet care kennel, which is across from Port Orleans, closer to Riverside. Uh, it is like a, it's like a Becky Menken level <laughs> hotel for your pet and some of the different options and amenities are even greater than you'll find for <laughs> humans at some of the resorts. So, if you need to or want to travel with your pet, this is not only one of the options that you have, but you also do have the the uh the kennel there as well.
1: And this is huge. Uh, when they brought over the the pet-friendly um thing to the the four resorts, I was thrilled because there's a lot of people who, it, what? well, the best friends is there and you can board them during the day. You don't want your your puppy who for some of us, our animals are our children. They're the, um, the family members that we really want to make sure that take great care of. And we want them to go on vacation with us. So when you have a dog and you're able to take them and uh, have them in the room with you, it is a huge relief for many of us. And it does cost a little bit extra right now at the time of uh, of recording. It's fifty dollars per night at uh, at Art of Animation. It does vary at the different locations. I think yachts a little bit more, but um, to be able to have your all of your family members with you on vacation is. So, so welcome. Um, there's a a couple of rules with it. For example, you can only have two dogs per room. You can't have cats. There, it's only dog friendly. Um, and they do have for, for those who are kind of afraid that they're allergic to pets, they're afraid that they might get a dog-friendly room, that they are only specific rooms that are set aside for uh to be pet friendly. So you don't have to worry about that if you don't have pets and you're you won't get those rooms if you ask for them so it's it's a nice um a nice little peace of mind for those who want to travel with all of their family members
0: nice now that i stole that from you what else do you have left yeah this? You now, you're was, now you're panicking
1: now you're freaking that, out that was like the one that i'm thinking he's never going to think <laughs> of this this is going to be one of the things he won't think of but all right so i'm going to this isn't going to shock you at all. Uh, not whatsoever. I'm I know exactly go where to... you're going. I know. Where exactly... am I going? You're going to the pool bar. You're darn right. I am <laughs> actually the pool bar just happens to be next to the pool, which I was going to say the big blue pool, which is from all of the resorts. It's actually the largest on property of all of the the pools because it is a large resort. There are actually three pools in the, in the resort, but the big blue pool is the one that everyone, everybody loves to be hanging out in because clearly there's the drop-off pool bar, which is right next to it. <laughs> you can hang out with your friends and your family and go get an adult beverage, which always makes me happy. But um, the the pool is one of the, the places that is a, a lot of fun. And obviously you're there in the Florida heat and you want to in, cool down and enjoy the pool. It's a great place. I do like, however... One of the things that you you were asking me, and I should throw that question back at you, and I will in a minute, but when I'm thinking about the sections I'd like to stay in, um, the cars area is even better because it's smaller, it's kind of more quiet pool, has the cabanas that are in in the little cozy cones that are free it's first come first serve but you do get the shade and you get to hang out in the little cozy cone which i think is really cool you would be disappointed because they are not going to bring you a cozy cone (laughs) you get to eat because that would make you 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 know really sad that you haven't been to california adventure for a while but um the how they've themed the pools in the area i've i really like what they've done
0: yeah, so I had the pool bar and the pools as two separate entries. Because um, the pool bar, and, and they do have some snacks there too. Um, mm-hmm. I've been there only for the snacks, obviously, of course. Um, but they do have a number of drinks. I still believe that you can get a a Dole Whip. like if they, they don't call it that. They call it like the captain's something. But it basically is like pineapple soft serve with or without... Um, some sort of additional libation on top. But I love the fact, like you said, Becky, that there is not just, because I know sometimes the larger pools are not for everybody. Maybe you want right. something a little bit quieter. Maybe you just don't want so many people around. So you do have the Cozy Cone Pool and the Flippin' fins Pool in the Little Mermaid section. You, I love the Cozy Cone Pool. I almost put as a separate entry because it does have not just great theming and it is much quieter and sort of off to the side, but you do have those little cone shaped cabanas as well. And the big blue pool is, it's almost like, you know, there's like, there's Typhoon Lagoon and Blizzard Beach. And then there's the pool at Yacht and Beach Club. And then right under that is the big blue pool, because not only is it the largest resort pool in Walt Disney World with more than 300,000 gallons of water. But they also have that zero entry entrance on one side. And as I'm sure you know by now, if you dip your head underwater, you can hear music, not just from Finding Nemo, but from other. Uh, and I will tell you the first time I went there, look, I am an overly protective, incredibly panic stricken father. Like you always worry <laughs> about something happening to your kids. And I have this, this you know, probably irrational fear of something happening to a child and drowning. And when you go over to the big blue pool, like my my nerves are shot because all you see are these kids floating in the pool. <laughs> oh, no. And I'm, like, I'm tempted to just like run in and start rescuing kids who are just trying to lay there and listen to the music from the underwater speakers. <laughs> so I told my kids, like when my daughter, never, I told my daughter, so when you go in, just stick your arm up out of the water like a, like a flag so I know you're Okay. <laughs>
1: I, I heard that that was something that that they were kind of getting concerned with because most of the kids were just kind of bobbing, uh, trying to listen to to the whatever was going on under the water. Um, I can imagine that that caused you a little bit of a panic, knowing the father I'm that still, you, I'm having you are palpitations right I now. Could, <laughs> thinking about it, I could just, I, I could just see you at this point, like oh my gosh, and running into the water. Unlike like, Becky, who's yeah. sitting at the pool ground. No,
0: no, they're fine. They're fine. They're fine. <laughs> they're, they're, yeah, get up, get. Them
1: them a pair of water wings everything's good yeah. just you know they probably sell this one I just I'd like to send my kids they have
0: a little like um a splash zone like the the schoolyard spray ground just go play in the splash zone dad I'm 17 it doesn't oh, matter you're yeah. fine right there put on your wow. water wings and go
1: play in the splash zone <laughs> wow the <Yes. laughs> 17 year old with water wings in the splash zone yeah you're gonna be great when she gets married okay I, d- <laughs> Anyway... <laughs> oh. Couldn't help myself there. That's, that's going to be so much fun. I'm just saying. <sighs> uh, we might so have a podcast do you have any, you have any more on your list? Story. I have, I have. I do. I, have like, I, I do.
0: I have one more. Because I sort of I covered I covered already the 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 history of the resort in the intro, but I think mm-hmm. the fact that the resort's history is so interesting and so unique, and if you see pictures of the old legendary ears as you walk through and try and imagine what building was what back then, it, it's interesting just from a a nerd perspective. Actually, here's a little bit of trivia for you. Not only was this location, the home of what was going to be the legendary years, but it was also home to one of, very few, I'm not going to say how many, it was also home to a little airport.
1: This was actually the home
0: to, it was called, it wasn't called an airport, it was called like the Epcot Ultralight Park or the Flight Park or Star Park, the Flight Park. It was Epcot. Center Ultralight Flight Park, which is where they would launch and land some of the small aircraft that was used for things like Surprise in the Skies and skylidoscope Google those, watch some of those videos. Crazy, <laughs> um, and it's this weird. It's not like a typical. It was not a typical runway. It was a circle. It was almost like a helicopter landing pad. Um, and huh. It was called the Epcot Center Ultralight Flight Park. Um, and you can still, you can still find that. And even even the bridge now in between the two resorts used to be called. What was the what was the original name of the bridge in between the classic years and the legendary years? Yeah, a bridge. <laughs> it was called. I oh, wait a yeah. minute! I'm going to make that this week's trivia question. Oh boy! It's going to be the name of. Google what was the name of the bridge in between the? classic years and the legendary years if you know it don't shout it out answer you can win a prize but i will um the last thing really on my list is um is that art of animation smells what it smells it doesn't stink it smells one of the things I love, and I know you don't visit here often, but I next time we go to eat at the Landscape of Flavors, we're going to walk through the main building, the main room, gonna, because one of the things that they have, look, Walt Disney World is meant to be enjoyed and savored using all five senses and 360 degrees, and some resorts, um, some more so than others, if you think of places like the Swan and Dolphin, um, Riviera, um uh coronado springs their lobbies have certain scents and and smells associated and attached to them and they do that here and they use much like they have the smelliters at the bakery on main street they also oh, do it here in the art of animation li- uh, uh uh the art of animation lobby so when you walk in and i i don't know to identify what the smell is it almost smells like candy and cinnamon and fruit like not in an overpowering way but just a subtle hint so when you come off the bus or you come out of that florida and you walk into that glorious air conditioning and Mm. you sort of are hit with this very gentle scent that sort of wafts through the air it's a very pleasurable experience look we our olfactory senses are our most sensitive and the, and the ones that are most connected to memories um think mm-hmm. core memories right so it's there's something it's like walking into pirates of the caribbean or some attractions where that smell hits you the same thing holds true especially i know for people that love staying at art of animation
1: it's one of the things they talk about is how nice the lobby smells I honestly didn't notice that. So that's something I'm going to have to keep in mind when I go back again. I had no idea. I think some of the other things that I had on my list was it kind of talks into the theming part because the, the theming there is so good and so diverse that there are so many different aspects to it. So when you start talking about theming, we hit on some of them, but for example, I think that the landscaping actually stands out as almost its own reason because as you're transversing from land to land like when you're in the cars area everything is like cactus and low to the ground and um, tumbleweed type bushes and things that make you feel like you are really in the desert area and in Little Mermaid it's more lush and the greens uh, are reminiscent of being under the sea and over at lion king it's more tall greenery so that you're in a jungle atmosphere so i think that they have done such a great job of uh of pinpointing those teeny little details that make all the difference that make you feel like that that theming is perfectly uh tied to the movie that you're walking into so i love that in in addition I know that we touched on it as well with the the characters, but there's so many individual photo ops in each of the areas, too, with the oversized um, oversized Ursula freaks me out. I just (laughs) want to say that I don't want to go anywhere near that building because that chick freaks me out. Um, But when you're under the sea, uh, Mr. Ray is much bigger because you're supposed to be a tiny little fish. I mean, from those perspectives, they've done a really good job of of theming it um, and the characters around you. So uh, I I think that that's also just another reason to stay. So I'm going to flip that question around on you. You asked me what area or what what theme of the four would you would you want to be in?
0: It would be Cars. It would probably be Cars. Um, there, there's a little... Par- well, I'm going to qualify that. Um, okay. Because my son specifically loved, loved, loved Finding Nemo uh, when he was younger. I'm going to get choked up again because the Aww. music from Finding Nemo the musical is what he fell asleep to every night growing up. Uh, he's 15 now. I still try and play it for him, and he's not quite as keen to it. I'm not having trouble <laughs> letting go. I'm, I'm very self-aware.
1: Clearly. But uh,
0: overall... <laughs> And especially to your point um, about the, the photo opportunities as you sort of wind, even the pathways are very circuitous as if it was a winding road down Route 66. And and great, great point. I didn't even think about that, about the diversity of the landscape throughout in terms of the horticultural choices that mm-hmm. make you feel almost like you're at different resorts depending mm-hmm. on where you are. That's what makes it such a wonderfully walkable um, uh place to go and visit even if you're staying in one of the the other sections. Uh, Last thing on my list is I I said at the outset how this is a resort that I feel, and I think they all are, but sometimes you don't think of this in terms of value resorts, is there's a lot to do at the resort itself and there was a number of activities. There's always something going on in terms of things to do. And I don't necessarily mean – things that will cost something additional. So I know that in the lobby, for example, uh, and I'm not sure if it's happening right now, but they've always had a character artist there Mm -hmm. who will be throughout the day giving online classes and sort of one-on-one teaching you how to sketch and, and doing free sketches in the lobby. But there are tons of free events going on at the pool, whether it's trivia, uh, races there's arts and crafts that you can do a lot of different scavenger hunts there's nighttime movies under the stars uh, clearly I had to google this thing there's something called a jogging trail it's oh. about a, almost a little <laughs> under a mile and a half for those of you that are so inspired to lace up and go for a walk or a jog but you could also rent bicycles and Surrey bikes so again going back to, the original intent of Walt Disney World being this vacation kingdom of the world, you can stay. And that's why I said to stay and play at art of animation, because there is just so very much to do. And when the arcade opens up again, uh, they have a wonderful little arcade in um, right across from the ink and paint store.
1: Yeah. And when you go into the ink and paint store, I love that's one of my favorite stores because it's so colorful and it's covered with, um, with all of the little paint jars. So everywhere you look when you're in there, it really is a throwback to being in, looking from an animator's eyes and uh, the fact that ho- hopefully they're still doing it and if not, they w- will return when things get back um, to doing those free classes because to watch, I remember sitting there and watching a little group of kids that were learning how to draw uh, one of their characters by one of those animators. And it's, it is it is just a neat activity a special little gift to be able to uh, to watch that. So a lot of neat little touches in that entire area and in the store. and then of course you have to buy things because there's tons of neat things that you have to take home with you. so uh, you got to visit there too. Uh, anything else on your list? I think the the last thing is that um, art of animation is one of the most sustainable of the resorts too um they have a, a somebody had told me that it has the most recycle uh bins of any resort <laughs> anywhere um and i'm not sure if this is true or not but i had heard that the uh, the the pavement is made of recycled mm-hmm. rubber um that is in uh, especially in the cars area so the, uh, and it was same one of the same thing for first.
0: the um, same thing for the floor. Now that you said that uh, the, the floor at landscape of flavors is also made of all recycled materials.
1: That's really cool. And it was the first resort that uh, didn't have throwaway utensils and throwaway away um, things into landscapes of flavor. So I love the sustainability. I love that that was their first step into trying to make uh, the, the world a better place.
0: Yeah, and that's something that we saw and have seen in the in the overseas parks a lot, uh, even yeah. counter service locations using non-disposable um, utensils, which I love. And it also, you know, there's something nice about, you know, just having, it sort of elevates the experience, I think, having, mm-hmm. quote unquote, real utensils to use. Um, look, I, I think that, and part of the reason why I wanted to choose this resort next for us is is for all of the reasons that we just listed i think first and foremost the theming here is really unlike any other resort it is the most disney of the disney resorts and i think a takeaway from that is if you are staying here or visiting here you almost need to almost make time for some of the for it is the most Instagrammable Disney yeah, that's very true If you are a uh, if you are a Disney fan, because you are very much immersed in the iconography of classic Disney and Pixar films in both yeah. the
1: theming and the decor, and obviously the the life size and larger than life characters. And the other thing to think about, too, is is while, again, a lot of people will shy away from the Valley Resorts because of what they think is the the limited uh, dining options. You're a quick Skyliner right away from going to Caribbean Beach and uh, utilizing the the dining places there or over to the Riviera or, of course, to the theme park. So I, I just think that it's it is a great choice, and especially for folks who may not spend a lot of time in at the resort as well, where they need to kind of carve out some time to enjoy little things like the big blue pool and so forth. But you don't, when you're looking at how much you want to spend on a vacation for some people, they don't need all the bells and the whistles of a deluxe resort. And this is a perfect option to, uh, to stay. Yeah, it
0: definitely has, I think the widest spectrum in terms of not just opportunities, but, but Types and, and costs mm-hmm. of rooms, too, from the standard to the more deluxe room. But I certainly want to know from you, our friend who's sitting here, hopefully with a snack in hand. I want to know, have you ever stayed at Art of Animation Resort? And if so, what's your favorite part or what's your favorite section and why? You can let me know a couple different ways. Be part of the community and conversation by joining the WW Radio Clubhouse. That is our group over on Facebook. It is open to everyone. It is a very fun, very friendly, and welcoming place. Just go to wwradiocom slash clubhouse. I will post that question there. You can also let me know by calling the voicemail. Be heard on the air at 407-900-9391. That's 407-900-WDW1. And of course, when you are looking to play and stay at Art of Animation or anywhere in Walt Disney World or anywhere in this big blue world of ours, you can go and visit. I mean, don't go visit Becky, but go and visit Becky virtually no, by going to Mouse Fan... <laughs> what do
1: you mean? Go, Please, I'm, ca- I'm, 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 I'm kind of awesome. lonely here in Seattle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you
0: can visit Becky um, at, at MouseFanTravel.com. <laughs>
1: We're, we're here to help, as always. So uh, right now, I just want to throw this out for anybody who's thinking about traveling to Walt Disney World. Um, we are seeing the last three months of 2021 already starting to book up. So people are trying to think about where their when their next vacation to the world is going to be. Same thing on Disney Cruise. Same thing with Adventures by Disney. If you're thinking about doing any of these going into even 2022 people are dying to go on vacation i know i'm one of them um but they're pushing it out a little ways which means don't wait because right now people are already booking those as if they're six months out so get on it book it know that you can cancel or move it if things if your dates change but it's better right now to get something Book it, have it uh, sitting there so that you're not going to to suffer from any availability issues. Or if they book it or if you book it um, early, you're going to get the best rates, too, because we do price protect and uh, proactively uh, look for those deals and apply them. So now's the time to start thinking about uh, anything from September into 2022 for booking.
0: And just because you are a member of our WW Radio family, Becky has a special deal for you. Not only can you get a quote completely free, but all of their services (laughs) will come at no cost to you. I know it's for everybody, but make them feel special because they are. (laughs) So you have nothing to lose. And again, um, having that travel, and I keep saying this because, not just because I'm trying to, to plug, but I think we really understand the importance of, the fact that your services are complementary to uh, those you know, who are booking, but having that agent there, if something goes wrong or if you have a question or if you need help trying to get that ADR or, or do something special, um, having the agent there is
1: incredibly helpful. Absolutely. We're only a text away, a text or a phone call if you need something so you don't have to do it. We take care of it for you. So I think next time you come,
0: Becky, I think Mm -hmm. that we need to follow up our resort report by by maybe actually having you stay at Art of Animation, and we'll do a live show from the big blue pool. Probably close to the bar is where you'll be staying.
1: Well, you know what we can do is we can go to like two resorts so we can get ready for the next resort report, (laughs) and you could stay at Art of Animation, and I could stay (laughs) at the other one, and then we'll be ready. listen, Listen, deal. I will stay at Art of Animation and you
0: can stay at All-Star Sports during Cheerleader Week.
1: Oh. (laughs) Oh no, we we don't wanna do two values in a row. I mean, we haven't talked about any moderates so far. So I have a feeling we need to do that or Deluxe because we've done done a, a Villa Resort now and we've done a value, right?
0: i'm gonna start on, an logic. online
1: petition to have Becca stay <laughs> at all-star sports
0: on the third floor during cheerleader week
1: yeah no um no <laughs> how do i get out of that how do i how do i gracefully get out of that
0: time for our Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week, where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World's history or see how well you pay attention to the details in what you see, heard, remember, or tasted. If you think you know the answer, you can enter for a chance to win a Disney Prize Package. Before we get to this week's question, we're going to go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week I took you way back, way back to 1973 and asked you to tell me, what celebrity ...helped to officially open Walt Disney World's Pirates of the Caribbean attraction in 1973. Before I reveal the answer, I want to first thank you for entering. And second, I have to tell you in all the years of doing weekly trivia questions... ...this is the one that probably got the most unique responses... ...because some of the incorrect answers that I received included, but were not limited to... ...Howard Cosell, Dorothy L'Amour... Davy Jones, and I don't know if you meant the monkey or the pirate, Lillian Disney, Florence Henderson, Bob Hope, the list went on and on, but the answer that I was actually looking for was Rock Hudson. This is the part where you pick up your phone, pull over your car, or fire up another web browser and Google Rock Hudson, you're not only going to find out that he was a very prolific actor in the 60s and 70s, including things like Macmillan and Wife and Dynasty on TV. He was also in The Magnificent Obsession. You're also going to find out that in 1973, he visited Walt Disney World to narrate The Candlelight Processional on December 15th and 16th, and then the following day, When Pirates of the Caribbean officially opened to the public, he not only cut the ceremonial ribbon and dedicated the attraction, but sent the first boat off in a, well, a ceremonial send-off. Anyway, I I took all the correct entries, randomly selected one, and again, last week you were playing for a copy of my Disney Interviews book, all of my other digital products, including my 102 ways to save money, for not Walt Disney World book all 7 of my virtual audio walking tours of the Magic Kingdom you can find all of these on the shop at www.radio.com and I'm also going to send the winner a new WW Radio Clubhouse Cobalt Blue Mug not available in stores online or otherwise and last week's winner randomly selected is David Townsend so David, I have your information I will get your prize package out to you right away if you played last week and didn't win that's okay because here, here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So as you heard during the resort report, this week's trivia question comes from our look at art of animation, more importantly, Pop Century and what it was or was supposed to be. And this week I want you to tell me what was the original name of the bridge that spanned Hourglass Lake and bridged the two proposed phases of what would be Pop Century's classic and legendary years tell me the name the original name of that bridge you have until sunday february 7th at 11 59 p.m eastern to go to www.radio.com click on this week's podcast use the form there again you're going to play for the books the audio tours a mug some stickers my appreciation and a virtual high five you can you can rank those prizes in whatever order you think you like best from best to worst so good luck and have fun That's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you so very much for taking the time to tune in this and every week. I hope you had fun, you learned something new, and maybe that the show brought a little bit of happiness, Disney magic, and some positivity to your day and your week. Don't forget to answer our question of the week about Art of Animation, your favorite area, and if you've ever stayed there before, in the clubhouse where you can be part of the community, end conversation by going to www.radio.com slash clubhouse we talk not just about the show but everything Walt Disney World, Disney Parks Marvel and Star Wars there you can also connect with me elsewhere on social, I am at Lou Mangiello on Twitter, on Instagram, uh, you can also like the WW Radio Facebook page at facebook.com slash WW Radio be sure and check out the WW Radio blog and website at obviously www.radio.com call the voicemail be heard on air, the air 407-900-9391 and if you have a question that you'd like me to email wait strike that reverse it if you have a question that you'd like me to answer on the air i leave it You see i don't edit anything email me lou at www.radio.com don't forget also to join me to join us every wednesday night at 7 30 p.m eastern for WW radio live on facebook where we talk not just about this week's show, what's going on in Disney news, but my top five live where you are part of creating the list. You can call in or write in with your questions. We also have my Disney Plus Pick of the Week. Last week has been WandaVision. So come on in, talk about theories and discussions there. Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Be sure to turn on notifications in the clubhouse and on the Facebook page so you don't miss a thing. Be sure and check out my 10 new eBay auctions this week from my personal collection. Auctions begin and end Sundays at 9 p.m. Eastern. No reserve. Everything starts at just a dollar. This week, I've got something from Dixie Landings, a set of Walt Disney World coins, a rare Adventurers Club cup, Disney Cruise Line, Hot Wheels, Funko Pops, Marvel, and more. You can easily find the auctions by going to www.radio.com eBay. I want to quickly thank some of the new and longtime members of the WW Radio Nation family. I sincerely appreciate your love, support, friendship, and help, and I love being able to give back to you each and every month with scavenger hunts, monthly care packages, T-shirts, backpacks, our private Facebook page, monthly live video group calls, and lots more. If you want to find out how you can help the show and get those exclusive rewards every month, and help benefit the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America, you can visit www.radionation.com. I want to thank some of the new and longtime members and friends, including Megan Donovan, Tommy Reeves, Chauncey Friend, Keith Groshans, Tara Weaver, Holly, and Kenneth Johnson. Again, to find out how you can be part of the nation for as little as a dollar a month, visit www.radionation.com. Also, now is the time, now is the best time to start taking your idea or your business to the next level, as there is only one spot remaining for my new mastermind group which is forming now and launching in the next week or so. The group will not only help you to keep moving forward but teach and guide you on how to profit from your passion and make your dream a reality so you can turn what you love into what you do. You can learn more about the group, how it will not only help you but how I also will help you on an individual one-on-one basis as well again the group is limited to six members there's only one spot remaining you can learn more and apply at slash coaching if you have any questions feel free to reach out to me if you have messenger or email i'm happy to set up a quick call to help you determine if the group is right for you and finally my friend and you are my friend whether we have met yet in person or virtually or not and if you like the show all i ask is that you please help spread the word let others know that you're listening. Invite them to not only listen, to be part of the community as well. And if you can, take just a minute or two to please rate and review the show over an Apple podcast. It's incredibly helpful. I want to thank some recent reviewers like Jason Nassara, who is from Hand of the King. That's where he says his location is. He says this is the original Disney+. Plus. Lou's podcast is by far the best podcast out there. And as far as the Disney aspect is concerned, Lou gives you all the information you need to know about planning a trip to the world, whether you've been a zillion times or you're heading for the first time. You learn loads of Disney trivia and history from in-depth interviews with Disney Imagineers, executives, and cast members, Star Wars, Marvel, Top Tens, and every possible Disney topic, and a few impossible ones, too, he says, plus the awesome live dining reviews that are icing on the cake and some of my favorites. The plus part are the intangibles Lou brings. The clubhouse community that truly is family. The positivity that gets you through even the toughest of days. The motto of choose the good that has reached so far and wide and done so much good for so many people beyond the bounds of Disney. Wow. Uh, Walt himself couldn't have done better. I disagree, but I get the sentiment. This is the Disney podcast you've definitely been looking for. And Fish48223 says, I can't afford to go to Walt Disney World. I can, however, afford to download the WW Radio podcast, and I do. It's free. The the magic returns with every podcast I listen to. The history, the storytelling, the lists, and the interviews are fabulous. I've re-listened to episodes on several occasions. Lou's show is fabulous and magical. Fish, And Jason, thank you so very much. Again, to find out how to rate and review the show, go to www.radio.com slash iTunes or just search for WW Radio and Apple Podcasts. Finally, most importantly, again, thank you for your time. I know how limited and valuable it is. I hope that this show has brought a smile to your face. I hope it has had a positive impact on you and maybe even inspired you to be a little bit better. I hope that you do not only choose the good in everything that you encounter, but that you be the good for other people as well. Positivity is contagious. You can be the originator of that ripple effect and impart good to others, even beyond what you think it might be. Thank you again so very much. I hope to see you Wednesday night on Facebook. We're back here again next week. I love and appreciate you. So until next time, see ya.
2: Hi, Lou and WDW family. It's Elizabeth from Massachusetts again. It is Friday, January 22nd. Yeah, 22nd. Hope everyone's having a great day. Um, I just listened to your episode 363, which was a DSI of Alien Encounter. And boy, do I have opinions. I do not and cannot handle that ride. Never have, even when it switched over to Stitch, I was like, oh, it'll be better. Nope, can't do it. Don't know what it is. It terrifies me. It's frightening. Also, um, I want to know if other people feel the same way. I know there's other people out there. I I think I was scarred as a child. I went on too young or something, and then it was all downhill from there. Because Also, um, I cannot even ride dinosaur without being terrified at the end. Why is it the scariest ride right now? There, I don't know, but it is, and I stand uh, by that opinion. Um, but anyway, it was a great show. Great to hear more about the attraction, especially since it isn't there now. And I look forward to what they are going to kind of do with Tomorrowland in that section. So we'll keep our fingers crossed and are um, looking forward to just what they do in general. Um, hope everyone has an awesome weekend. Uh Be kind, be happy, and I'll talk to you all
3: soon. Bye. Hey Lou and WDW radio family. This is Chloe Willett, previously from North Carolina, calling from Costa Mesa, California. Moved out here a couple months back and, you know, just loving the weather, but it's difficult during these times. Hope everybody's staying safe and healthy. i uh, just calling to tell you guys a little bit about, uh, romance spots. Just finished listening to Lou's new episode this week and I don't believe that it has to be just, uh, A romance between you and a loved one or i mean it could be a loved one meaning a family member or a sister or sibling or parent um i think that he can go anywhere across any of the properties of course i do think um if your loved ones love something let's just say horseback riding or fishing those could be extravagant romance activities that you guys can go and do i planned an evening with my father um excuse me a morning with my father surprised to go out on Bay Lake and fish for a living on Seven Seas Lagoon, and we had an awesome time. We had a little bit of pixie dust magic happen, and we got to fish with Peter Pan. <laughs> uh, it was awesome. So anyways, guys, I love you guys. Um, keep up the great work, Lou. I uh, can't wait to get back to Walt Disney World, my home, and then waiting, just waiting. I live 20 minutes from Disneyland here in California, waiting for that to reopen here, but um, everybody stay safe and healthy out there, and Enjoy your your week and your days and talk soon, everybody. Hello, Lumangello. It's Darlene Nagy, formerly of West Seneca, New York, and the new half marathon runner. I just wanted to say hello and thank you for always choosing the good and making our lives in and out of the state and across the country such a positive place to be. I am so excited for the warmer weather to get here it's very chilly um but you know it's not too bad we don't have that snow that they have up in new york so and pennsylvania and across the upper north so i am very happy i'm not shoveling anymore <laughs> um everybody stay positive please wear a mask listen to the rules and regulations love and hug stay safe